Now the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot of a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. And here we go. All right, all right, all right. Gentlemen, start your Greetings and welcome to a Thursday edition of the Shotgun Start. It is September 17th. Andy, how are we doing? Brendan, I'm doing phenomenal. Wonderful. We're one day in. Westy is in the hunt. I that feel makes... bad for you. You got to watch the Browns in a, in a few minutes. Yeah, that's not going to be good, but that makes one of us. It was a great day. Fantastic day. So happy aesthetic it looked great just happy to have the u.s open grateful for the broadcast grateful for the usga grateful like just you know being very benevolent and then this stupid fucking peacock came waddling into my life at you, 5 p.m eastern thing is you love the other peacock sanderson the sanderson of course look i am of the streaming generation i'm not some 80 year old man and people don't need to hear me bitch about my technical difficulties. All I'm saying is I have a Comcast subscriber. It works on I shout into the remote. It comes up. It works. I'd leave my room for a call. Kids had to watch something. And I can't get it. I've been waiting for my password to reset. Whatever password I said at some point in the last six months, they just never sent the email. And I literally just didn't watch the last 90 minutes of the coverage. And you know what? It's the national championship. Why do we have to overcomplicate things? on tv put it on the tv i just don't like i'm not trying to be sound like an old man here like you have a, a i, I know how this works golf channel too and there's an nothing TV. else on there's nothing else on the golf channel just gotta get cute i know there's gonna be it's cliche probably a lot of people complaining about it it was otherwise easy it's easy when i just shout into the remote it comes on but i, I just don't know why they had to get cute with it I mean, I do. I'm sure they, you know, they're trying to get subscriptions or whatever they need. But yeah, and that, they, just they got my me. email now. They're going to just spam the shit out of me. <laughs> anyway, tonight, tonight on Peacock. <laughs> Can't wait for the daily email. The Carson show. That's what you're going to get. Carson's going to oh. be slamming into your email now even more. Uh, okay. Let's, we don't, talk let's about get the to golf. the happy stuff. Yeah. Happy stuff. Great day. I thought fantastic day. Um, I mean, made better by honestly reading up, knowing the course, trying to understand what these players were going to face, where they were going to face it, what shots they had to hit, what greens were particularly treacherous. Um, so I think we should talk a lot about the course. We will, of course, get into players and certain personalities and characters. What did you make of the first day at Wingfoot West? So conditions were ideal to score. Yeah. It was uh, warm, no wind. And it was relatively, it was softer than I think everybody expected it to be uh, okay. on the greens, especially okay. the greens. But at the same token, this is the first round, ideal scoring conditions. You should have a golf course that allows great play to be rewarded, right? So if yeah. it's perfect scoring conditions and, you know, 15 people break par, four, you know, what is it? 21 players break par. So be it, you know, yep. 
Yep. It was it, tomorrow is supposed to blow 20 miles an hour. It might rain tonight. It might not. I'm consulted uh some weather people on the ground. No, in no, the area some, or some just general meteorologists. Yes. <laughs> okay. Okay. They they're they're divided on uh on whether whether the remnants of Sally the hurricane are going to break up. That's what's coming through. So Oh, okay. What okay. one predicted that the cold front would stop it before it gets there. We'll see. Okay. This is all moot. This is we're discussing moot points cuz tomorrow morning we'll find out. Yeah, we'll actually find out. <laughs> yeah. What did you make of uh, the pins? I, I think oh. you know, U.S. Open is one of those events. You know, we get everybody shares their damn pin sheets now. Ozark Jr. Well, Westy was looking for his. <laughs> Westy, Westy. He's like, pen sheet, please. Where are my pins? Where can I find them? Whole locations. <laughs> so and, I, when I saw that tweet, I was like, oh, he must be off early tomorrow. Because like, I yeah, didn't remember what it was. Yeah. And he's off in the afternoon. He I probably had a glass. Just, he's probably <laughs> poking him. You think he just was trying to rattle her cage a little bit? Yeah. Maybe he, he's maybe he had his night planned out. He probably had his night planned out. He was going to crack a bottle of wine, you know, go over his pin sheet. And then the pin sheets just never came. And so he tweeted at the USGA. You think he was just trying to rattle him a little bit? Yeah, maybe. I, I think that's what it All was. Right. I think so. There's so many ridiculous events that tweet their pin sheets now that, you know, whatever. Junior, you know, east side of whatever league tweets out their pin sheets. This one I, I was really curious about, given the greens. We've heard about these greens, and, and that's the, the real appeal of this course. What did you think of the first day pins? I thought they were, they were very scorable. This is the, the, the big underlying thing. We see it. They just finished the round. Sunset mm-hmm. is 7 o'clock. Yeah. This is an utter disaster if you don't get everybody around the golf course because then the guys have to go back out. It delays your times tomorrow. And Mm -hmm. then if you have it Friday, if you have more carryover Friday, imagine being a leader and being the last tee time out Friday and and you have to go play three holes at the crack of dawn on Saturday. And then you have to like go back and you have to sleep and then you have to wake back up and and go back there and tee off at three or whatever yep. two o'clock yep. again. It's a disaster. They have to get the guys around the golf course. So this mm-hmm. is like part of the. This is a uh, something they had to give up a little on because of the reschedule and coronavirus reschedule. This is, is there, a so so they they've got twelve less players in the field. Still a lot though. One hundred forty four. Yeah. Um, is there something you could do other than course setup, like tell the guys to hurry the F up or yeah, time them could. or say you got to move faster? Kind of I think thing. that that would go against them trying to rebuild their, you know, brand the equity core. with the with the players sure. that sure. seem to want to lash out at any. And, and this week we've heard nobody lash out, you know, no. which is a rarity. I don't know any U.S. Open where we've had so little complaints. It felt um, like JT was proactively sort of throwing oh, down yeah. the, putting this, you know, flag in the ground saying, I dare you to like try and make this push it to the line. Sort of. That's how I read his comments. And I thought they were a little, little, the question was about what the difference is, but like between hard and unfair, I just thought like he was being very, very specific about the instant course in front of him and what he did and did and did not want to see. And it sort of felt like a dare almost to the USGA. One of the other things to consider is that the golf course is different than 2006. The players are different. Equipment's way different. 
But the golf course is different too in the sense that the greens are restored and a lot of the things that are restored are unpinnable fronts but also unpinnable backs that are, are backboards. You know, where if you're a smart player, you can use that backboard to stop it. One of the neat things we're going to see is that hole one today. Last I checked, it was the 12th hardest hole. So one of the easiest holes on the golf course. In uh, 06, it was one of the two hardest holes. And that's because the green's insane. But today, they put the pin right in the bowl. So, 14 you know, right it, now. It was oh, just rank fu- 14th. Yeah. So balls 14. are just funneling right in there. Yeah. Easy, if you hit it in there, easy birdie. Guess what? Tomorrow, it's not going to be in the bowl. Saturday, it's not going to be in the bowl. And, uh, and Sunday, it's not going to be on a bowl. So that hole is going to go from one of the easiest holes to probably one of the two or three hardest holes on the golf course. So all just, two. What all was the scoring average? I see three, nine, six, five. Three, nine, six, five. That goes to four, five. Right there. There's a half shot that you just picked up. Two, okay. they put the pin on the easiest spot they could put it on two. two that front, like front part of two. Um, you know, there's, they're going to move that back, right. And then it's going to be a disaster. It's so much harder. That hole becomes really, really yeah. difficult. And you're going to see people miss that bunker and you can't get up and down for that bunker. Wind um, is also supposed to come up. No, yeah, 20 mile an hour wind. So you're okay. going to see the golf course is going to get harder. Holding okay. it. You know, the reality is these guys have tennis rackets and balls that don't spin. <laughs> this is not uh, the same game. As no. when Hale Irwin played and hit su- a persimmon driver and a ballada ball 260 yards. Were you surprised to see the ball spinning as much as they did? Uh, I mean, even shots from the rough were sticking and spinning or stopping uh, a bit. I think that's where I, a little disappointment came was, uh-huh. you know, there's the adage of you can't, you can't add water. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think you, you aired, they aired on the right side, but they want, you know, they saw, you see, they barely got the guys around. Yeah. Right. I mean, you're here. Right. And that's the, that's the tricky thing. They, you barely got the guys around the golf course set up about it, probably about as easy as you could set it up. So, okay. So do you think they dramatic, they just kind of make it slightly harder tomorrow, even with wind coming? If, like, I mean, if you, you're still talking about 144 guys. That's got to get around so, tomorrow. But it's not as big of a deal on the weekend, right? Because yeah. it spills up. But where I, the way I would think about it is, is I would just be ramping it each day, right? Sure. I want to get a, sure. just a, it, let's, it, let's turn it up a notch tomorrow. Hopefully mm. it doesn't rain. That's. Yeah. One of the, you know, yeah. and then let's yeah. get it up one more notch the next day. If it's blown 20, it doesn't matter if it rains. It's going to be so hard. Right. Uh, a couple other course questions. You had, a, I guess, in the newsletter, you had like holes to watch, kind of right, keyholes and things mm-hmm. like that. I had a question about six. Yes. Will that pin ever be left front left? Uh, um, Probably. Or, right. I mean, based on four days, they got to put it, put one there. Yeah, I would. it's just so cool on the right. You know, it's very cool watching shots. A lot of those wedge shots, got, front, or even guys go for it. Front the left, front could left be would interesting. be really fun to watch guys go for it. Fly it, yeah, yeah, off the tee. I mean, you can make a two. Um, if you hit it into that creek, you could make a five or six. I mean, there's. Yep. It's yep. got some potential. It was. 
I was interested. I interested. It's so narrow. Right. Off that tee, they've they've narrowed that hole so much. It it kind of sucks that they narrowed it it's so much. Biz- it almost looks like just like the fairway you mow in front of a par three, just to mow to have something. It's so tight there for a while. I just don't understand why you wouldn't keep it wider in the layup area and entice people to lay up. And I know some guy, a lot of guys laid up, but it's like yeah. it's still hard to hit a layup to like a. 20 yard wide fairway like yeah. it's not yeah. a given you're yeah. gonna hit the fairway it's it and i think that's a miss by the usga is i would let that fairway be 35 yards wide back there and you know then it it might give more reason to lay up and more risk to go for it but it's a cool hole it, 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 six seven six seven nine are really gettable holes scorable yeah. um and, it's uh, crazy. Seven just, I mean, for me, seven really illuminates the difference between these guys and, you know, amateur call, even even pretty good amateur call. Like, I know it's a shorter hole, but holy, that is very intimidating little neck. And with an elevated green and you're, it just looks very hard to hit. And all those guys are just throwing darts right at it. I mean, you saw Reed hit an eight. A few guys missed left and were dead, but it's just, it's, it's not that hard for them. It really illuminates the, the gap between the best in the world and how treacherous scary that is for others. I so. will say that hole, if we get 20 mile an hour wind will sure. be very difficult because that's not a big target, you know? No, so no, it, 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 no. when there's no wind, it's, it's, it is pretty soft. That that's a much easier hole than when it's windy. Yep. You know, if you get 20 mile an hour wind, that that's a, that hole is going to turn into a bear. Babe in the woods. Are you? Where do you stand on named holes? I mean, there are a lot of really great American courses and uh, you know world courses with named holes. I think where it gets weird is you know some of these modern courses trying to make them all animals and stuff, bear traps and. Yeah, I think I think the cool thing, the Babe in the Woods. The you know why that's named that is like on the Wingfoot property. That's the wooded area of the property. So those, yeah. If you look at a twenty-nine aerial, those trees that that hole sitting in have been there forever and they were huge then so it's like this really you're almost coming out of the woods playing you play into the woods on six and then you play out of the woods on seven to eight t okay so there's Uh, some there's some meaning behind i think having meaning behind the yeah i think it's yes yes i would not do you like the 18th hole name revelations yeah i i think they're all good I, i wouldn't for a second question wingfoot you know when they have history like that, I, I'm not gonna. I, I thought they're. I think they're all pretty interesting, and I like hearing the stories behind them. I, w- I just I w- think I, it gets I, I dicey do- when you get some of these resort courses. You know, like Devil's Tooth. This one is, you know, crazy stuff like that. Can so. I get one thing that I tweeted about this that I w- I'm just so viscerally disappointed in NBC about? They did that that little history thing on New York golf, and they did. I mean, it was little. It was not. It was, it was little. But it was yeah. a little how you you can't so they they denote St Andrews first club private club in America they denote Wingfoot they denote Siwanoi the first uh, PGA. PGA championship host and they're talking about the you know the great the the historic golf in in New York and they forget uh-huh. Van Cortland Park the first municipal golf course in America that's still there yeah. 
Like yeah. uh, literally, you can't do that. You can, and it just they their go- their coverage of the golf course itself is just complete shit. Do people not think New York like think good golf when they think of New York? That whole thing just sort of confused me. I think like New York has like an embarrassment of riches of golf. I, I don't know. It well, was and just, then I, they dovetailed into this into a pand- pandemic, pandemic thing. I, it was just they, an odd. Then, then they're talking about how Wingfoot members had to use online tea time booking services, and it, it's <laughs> like okay, like. Right. World's smallest violin over over here. <laughs> um, one other thing while we're on the part three is I want to ask you other specific course questions. Uh, as so, because we got 54 holes, people can want to watch this. Did 10 need a new tee box? I was wondering about that. I mean, it's just like it's a hard hole, and I know God, these guys hit it far. It ranked fourth today, 3.326. Um, why? Why did they put a new tee box there? It just felt like I think little... it's because they wanted p- to see people hit about the same club. But the argument against it is that it ruined the variety of the distances of par three. So that yeah. hole is now two fourteen and thirteen is two twelve. No, yeah, and what's thir- oh, so oh, you had so gotcha. you had one sixty, which was hole eight. You had two forty, which is hole three. You had uh, 10 was 190, and then you had uh, 13, 13 was, a... was 214 uh, or 212. Yeah. And now, or 13, 212. Now you have two holes that are essentially the same shot on yeah. the, within three. So it's like a lot of, you know, the USGA does not make good architectural changes. Yeah. I, I, I just, it just felt, it was a hard hole. It was a like good hard hole. It's fine. And the it's, tee box is fine, but yeah, yeah. does it, does it add enough for what it takes away? Is it, it takes away one different question you're going to ask a competitor, right? Mm-hmm. You're asking the same exact question at 13. Um, I think it, one other point that Jeff Shackelford made, and I think this is something really to keep in mind is when setups get silly you sometimes get fluky t- champions and look no further than the Augusta national. Let's make it hard CJ? Peer, oh. period when you yeah. got Zach Johnson and you got Trevor, Trevor Immelman, Trevor, and no offense to those guys. Obviously they won major. <laughs> um, absolutely not. But no, those were without a doubt, you know, the most penal un Augusta like setups and it yield, yielded the least interesting tournaments. And, like when we look back and it's like Zach Johnson won at Augusta. We'll square that though with your thought that, you know, like the the best players, the best strikers separate it. Square that. Explain what the difference is. Like when we see DJ separated by eight shots or separate Olympia fields to get like the cream rising in the top, square that with, with this notion that kind of really hard setups create goofy winners. Well, like when they get silly, it, it becomes more about luck luck chance yeah. like a good example is this rough right yeah um jt played unbelievable round of golf mm-hmm. but if you look and I, I was watching every shot this morning if you look like when he hit it in the rough he got some really good breaks like i think on five he hit it way left if i remember correctly and he was in like a cart mark you know okay it, you know, it, when he when he missed a couple fairways, he did, he got it. They stuck into bunkers, you know, and it, oh. it, 
he wasn't happy with this one bunker lie. It wasn't perfectly calm sand. What, what was that? Uh, nine? Was yeah. that nine that he was not thrilled with the with the call for a rolling? No, uh, it was uh, it was sixteen. Yeah, it was much later in the round. Sorry, yeah, sixteen. Come, I'm screwing up my back. Uh, but but then yeah. you look at like Tiger, who's playing the same group. It seemed like every time he hit it in the rough, he just got a brutal lie. You know, and and yeah. that that chance is so important. So when you bring a variable like really thick rough into into play mm-hmm. all over the place, it's going to yield a lot it's gonna bring a lot more randomness into the event. Sure. Uh okay. What do you make of uh, well, I don't know. We saw this starting to trickle out on Twitter and it seems way too premature. Can you make any sweeping conclusions about modern equipment, the distance the ball going too far? These players have tamed Wingfoot based on today or half a day or anything like that. I think starting to kind of rumble on Twitter and elsewhere seems way too premature given what could be coming. But what do you see based on the modern player for, from 14 years ago? That's changed. <laughs> I mean, apologies to whoever tweeted this. I, I wish I had bookmarked it, but somebody tweeted something about distance gains of average play, average player on PGA Tour versus the. So they've added five hundred yards to Wingfoot, something like that. Yeah, it, and yeah. it's like Maybe a si- it's know, like a six or seven percent increase is what this tweet said, and the distance gains in on the PGA Tour are like fourteen percent from two thousand six. So. You know, as but yeah. as much as, the, and this is the endless chase. I mean, you look at Sandy Scott. I mean, the amateur. I saw it, it and I know you. The measured drives and distances can be um, a little misleading, but I saw at one point today. I, I pulled up driving distance. He had a three hundred and sixty yard average. You know, it's like what? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I. It, it, it could just, be from three holes or something. Yeah, but. I don't know how many holes it's from, but okay. the, the the idea that like Bryson or Cameron Champ or Outlier, no, this is just where it's going. You know, yeah. this is yeah. just there's just going to be more of them. So it's right. it's like it's silly. You know, you lengthen a hole to 500 yards and guys still hit driver wedge into it. Yep. You know, if you just make golf courses longer, they're just going to hit it further. Yep. So. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't the I don't think that it's been tamed. You know, I don't I wouldn't no. say No, it, of course it, it, not. We're I, one we're one round in. It was set up easy. The pins were simple. Like it wasn't the U I guarantee the USGA didn't set this golf course up today saying, you know what, this is as tough as we can set it up. It, no. it there's no way. No, of course not. I, I don't think they want to run into the start the week like that. There were twenty one rounds under par, it looks like. I think there were 14 in total at the uh, 06, 06 Open. I think you just saw a few early that were pushing, you know, 66, 65. And then later, I guess, Wolf and Peters, Thomas, your boy, came in with 66. Anything yeah. else on the course you want to hit on before we University of Illinois, great. Thomas yeah. Peters, national Thomas champion. Peter. That's right. Anything on the course you want to get out? Uh, you want to, it was just, uh, I thought thing. it was beautiful one, to watch. One other honestly. thing with it. Um, yeah. Nine. I mean, if you it? wanted to adjust par, nine's a four and a half. What is five? Is five a four and a half too, or four? I don't Probably know. Probably four, I mean, closer to a four. Guys, right? it, yeah. I mean, it's so 
look at it that way. Like, I mean, five was the 11th easiest or 11th hardest, whatever you want to say, 11th hardest hole at a, that's a four. Out of, so I, I don't think that kind of sure the T wasn't all the way back. Maybe, I don't know. It played at five Oh two and it was the 11th hardest hole. So, so, so like, if you think about it this way, if the par 69, you got nine guys or, or 13 guys under par. Yeah. Gotcha. I gotcha. All right. Anything on uh, JT, Justin Thomas, he is our leader. He shot a 65 poured one in on 18 at the last. I hit uh, it good. Yeah. He he really it. good. He hit it well. I mean, um, he shot 65. He putted well, too. Putted well. Made, putted made well. putts. I saw, you know, Bobby Jones, the only U.S. Open uh, champion at Wingfoot that was leading after round one. I saw that graphic at the end of the Peacock coverage. Uh, other winners have come back, all come back from two or three behind. So it gives you an idea. You got to be close. It's not right. one where you're going to see you know historically haven't seen somebody come from five behind so if you it's two under or better according to the history so you're down to down to 13 guys that could win yep uh patrick reed's in there we, somebody, in there somebody it's a real shotgun star leaderboard after 18 holes we got thomas jt who's you know sometimes target we got uh, the ups boys the brown boys the T5 rolling up. If they have a, uh, if they're PS paired Karen? together on Saturday or Sunday, I mean, I think UPS needs to get them some brown shirts, the brown suits or the shorts, and they just show up together and really lean into this. I might have to get an emergency credential and drive out there, drive all night. <laughs> just follow Westy. And I'm sure you could get the test done. That, that sounds like something that can happen overnight. Uh, they look great. Usti had a whole lot. Westy. You know, held on there. They're you know missed an up and down here, missed it up and down at three. That that's going to happen. But all all in all, he was firing into flags, irons, and that's what we come to know. Westy has. He's forty seven. I guess he had a shot about equipment after the oh. round. What did he say? He was hollering about equipment. Well, nice somebody has been in the media center, just at the virtual <laughs> well, media center, asking questions. He said because, he was. He said he was the only one in there for the Sabatini questions. I was probably trying to fight with figure out how to get that streaming, but I would have. I'm going to get in Sabo uh, next tomorrow if I if I'm around if I remember. So, um, so what did Westy say? The question was about 06 and the under exactly what we just talked about. Okay. Okay. Um, you know, so it, it was. Is it just how much better the players are in a short period? Yeah. They asked. Oh, Westy. So Westy said, I think it's a testament to that and equipment probably. You know, everybody drives the ball so well now that how long are we going to uh how long are we going to? How much are we going to keep extending golf courses? I'm forty seven years old. I bet if you look at my driving stats today, I probably average three hundred and fifteen yards. Maybe maybe longer. I mean, this, he's like astonished that he, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, it's difficult to, when there's no wind and the greens are receptive and the greens are good, you can make putts. It's very difficult to say pro proof a golf course. We're go we're good. And we hit it straight. Generally, we're going to shoot low scores in certain circumstances. Do you getting back to scoring, talking about that? Do you think? Wingfoot membership 
tries to put their thumb on the scale with the USGA. Uh, like that's, you know, Oakmont's notorious for that. They, like we've done spotlights, right? They get mad when guys, not everybody's shooting 77. I, I don't know. Wingfoot, you know, they take a lot of pride in their course. And this, if, if the winning number this week is like seven under, I'm not going to say like walk away thinking Wingfoot is any less or any easier. Right. I, but maybe I'm a minority of that. Do you think the membership tries to put their thumb on the scale? So a very good playing member messaged me um, that the golf course was playing more difficult a few weeks ago uh, I could see that, that. than it yeah. did today, um, and he was on the ground. Is it all receptive? The green, the receptiveness of the greens, mostly. You think? I think. So, I think so. I think it, it okay. just was. You could. I mean, you saw. It was closer to the PGA Tour than it was to uh, what we saw at Harding Park. Uh, so, you know, USGA is a very um, strong, proud, big organization, too. So I, I don't know if their scale can be pushed, but Winfoot, you know, I, I imagine there will be some push and pull there. Yeah, the forward. good news, they can get up firmer, you know? Yeah. They, yeah. Put, they put water down last night, you know? Yeah. It's yep. a matter how much water you put down, the pro- you know? And the, yep. the, 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 go- the weather is going to be perfect for pushing them this weekend other i mean it's just a cornucopia of shotgun start favorites here sabo just shows up last man in goes birdie birdie to start he finishes t14 we got sean norris the guy who had his own live stream at the pga a month ago right for espn how about Uh, how about how about that guy putting who norris yeah Uh, what about him He's jacked. He's the kind of a thick boy himself. I think he might be an anchor boy. <laughs> yeah, people were tweeting us about that. They're like, it's it's unmistakable. God, we got I got people messaging me that they called in rules violations on Tiger and JT's caddies, giving each other numbers. I got all sorts. Of, there's all sorts of people calling it, you know, uh, anchoring on Sean Norris. It's just the U.S. Open. People are Hawkeyes on this stuff. So, um. Is it anchoring? I didn't see it, to be honest with you. Looks pretty close. Is it in the McCarran zone? One might. <laughs> Will Will Knights had some some great tweet about like uh, how uh, Sean Norris would be in trouble if if, uh, if he was at a Catholic grade school dance. <laughs> Leave room for the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> Uh, Davis Thompson coming up, David, the Davis zone. We got a good matchup between the Davis zone and the, uh, the Cameron zone, Cam Smith, Cam champ versus Davis Thompson and Davis Riley. So it's a good two on two matchup to watch. Davis Riley uh, got blown out to see, blown out to see. Yeah. yeah. That doesn't, yeah. <laughs> I know. Um, what else do we have here? Bryson. Well, yeah, what did you, I mean, how about the, how about Rory? He was awesome. He was great to watch. I think he could have been a shot or two better. You know, he, he really burned awesome. some edges. He threw a couple away, but obviously picked up. You know, it all evens out. You can't always say he left some out there, but it really felt like he could have been up there with JT. I loved his ter- comments before the tournament. The oh. way he was talking about the golf course. Yes. And I thought it really showed out. He was He was patient. His lag putting was unbelievable for most of the day. And obviously people are going to be like, well, he three putted six and he three putted somewhere at one, but no, everybody three putted one from where he was. Um, But I mean, he was really good. And 
It was great to watch Rory not suck on a I know. Thursday it's of a major. Crack of dawn. It was just fun. It really got me going into the U.S. I, I was already on cloud nine to have it, but it just was a great way to jump right in. Um, Did you see Thomas those... Peters' uh, comments about being a dad? Yeah, he just doesn't get mad anymore. He's like, hey, we'll have to see about that. When he's in the middle of like a 77 or something, we'll see how that goes. He I, is huge now. I didn't know he was a dad. I didn't know he was that old. I feel like nobody knows what's been going on with Thomas yeah, Peters. I he, think you're right. He, is, he, he might is be in Brussels. That, that Belgian yeah. cloth where he, yeah. he really enjoys his private life, and I appreciate yeah. the shit out of that. Yeah. Getting back to that Rory quote real quick. So it was mostly like, I feel like here more than anywhere, you know, t- this week you're thinking about the next shot after then the one you're not standing over, you're thinking about the next shot. And then I saw Justin Thomas beforehand, not the quote that's been circulated, but the other one where he goes, you know, he's talking about stuff that's going to be pretty bizarre to watch. Um, like guys are going to be putting, you know, using slopes, putting past the hole to get where a pin is going to be. It's go- which is very bizarre. It was just, it seemed like, he was playing golf on a different planet to him. So between Rory's shot, Rory's quote saying that, thinking about the next shot, and JT, you know, having to throw it up slopes and put it past holes sounding like totally foreign. Like, isn't that how most of us play golf week to week? Most of us don't get to play a place like Wingfoot, but like, shouldn't that be more common for the best talents in the world? Shouldn't they be tested like that? Shouldn't that be not sound and feel so foreign? That's what struck me is like, God, these guys, we should see the very best in the world try to do this more often. That's where they show it. They could show out. Just reading those in conjunction late Wednesday night, I don't know, dawned on me. Like, how do we not have this at least 20 times a year or something? The One of the greatest things about golf is, is those moments of discomfort and the fact that when you think about golf, you know, no situations ever identically the same, but the best golf is your situations you're in and the shots you, the different things that you get yourself into are always so different. And sometimes you just look at a shot and you say, I don't know what I should do. And yeah, like, it's yeah. beautiful to see putts like our boy Zatch. Zatch, made. I was going to say, yes. Well, that was one, right? Yeah. Coming from the right side of one. Yeah. It was it was great. It becomes a highlight. I I don't know. It was just bizarre to me to hear JT sound like it's pretty weird, like sending balls past the hole to come back. And if if JT Rory had it his it. way, he could he'd play on a driving range and he'd win <laughs> almost know. every week. I, I didn't open this up so you could get in more pops at JT, but uh, he's our leaders. Anything else on players? Westy, Rory, we hit on. Todd watches back on, of course. How about uh, Todd? I would love to see Todd. What if it's Todd and Rory and you just see this great, great, like complete opposite, polar opposites in styles? Yeah. Yeah, that'd be great. Or Thick Boy. What did you think of Thick Boy's strategy? I mean, he did. He just ripped it. 11, he's like sending it. Um, uh, instead of hitting a wedge, it sounded, Azinger sounded just mortified. Um, what, what did you think of him? I think on like 11, he's not, I don't think he was going to get home, right? No. And it seemed like everybody that laid up and hit it into the fairway had like a really easy wedge. They were much, they were in tighter than he was trying <laughs> to just like, muscle it. Even yeah. if he gets it up there and he doesn't, if he hits the fairway, fine. But if he doesn't hit the fairway and he's up there, that green 
you know, unless that pins back, you just don't have any space to hit a yep. a thirty yard shot with no spin from the rough into. I don't. Yep. I think it, it works really well for a lot of holes. I mean, like look at the way he played one. He had like a seventy yards into yeah. one. Four hundred fifty yard hole. Yeah, that's a tough ball. <laughs> like, uh, it's kind so of unbelievable. But Rom's one under. Yeah, that was. He I had, thought he didn't play well. And I he's one he, under. He didn't make any putts. I right. thought on that back right. nine, That's like he was in way. close a lot. Ricky, one under. It was looking a lot better there for a while, but he got punched up a little bit on the back nine. Um, Matthew Wolf. I, That's exciting. Was, yeah. Four under. You know, we Low we cowboy. did that whole like winner contender MC, and we thought you know Wolf and Hovland on the green around the green might be sort of you know, blowing out to sea, but no, Matthew Wolf charges late. Uh, Tiger, what you, 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 you were going to start talking about Wolf. Do you have something else? Nah, you no. say? Disappointing Tiger? finish from Tiger. It's a grind. I mean, it's just, it's a total grind. Phil, Phil Awful. is just like a caricature. He's on the range. He's, you know, four hours before his tea time, he misses every single fairway and it just does not just miss. Like, I mean, it's, it's sailing 30 yards left, 30 yards right off the right off the tee. Uh, his 79, I think they said it was his worst round of the U.S. Open, maybe. So We saw about uh, 30 totally too many of Phil's shots. Well, you knew that was going to happen, right? He's the 06 thing. That, that's just how that was going to go. It was um, it, it, Spieth. How about Spieth? That's where I was going next. You want to talk about Spieth? I feel like you have been... Just licking your chops to talk I about Spieth all day. No. Oh, I, I. what I wanted to say about Phil was like, I actually appreciate what he's saying this week. I found him endearing in a way. You know, he was asked like, do what are you thinking about winning this week? He goes, look, or winning the U.S. Open ever. He goes, look, I'm 50. My career is what it is. And then he goes, you know, in 06, I could have hit him big and miss him big, which I do. And they are trampled down, and I'm not going to have that this week, and it's not going to be pretty. And so he's out there testing drivers. I actually sort of appreciated Phil. Now tomorrow will be an activation for Coffee for Wellness, I'm sure, and I'll come back, that, you know, to being more cynical on Phil. But on speed, I mean, he's he's. I feel bad for him too. He's gone. He's lost. He's completely lost, and he's have, having to sort it out at a place like. Um, Wingfoot in front of the cameras, in front of the tweeters, in front of, you know, the armchair coaches, you know, everybody's got a swing tip for him, which is just absurd. Uh, I don't know. And people make the argument. He just needs to be an athlete. He's a great natural athlete. Uh, that may be true, but I don't know who's qualified to tell him that too. Uh, and he's talking after the round and he's just talking himself into a pretzel. I'd read the quote, but it's just, a, it's just this word salad of like, I mean, he, he's, he's admitting he's lost, which is, you know, I think for all his struggles and tumble down the, the world rankings, he's still pretty like candid about, um, you know, this is not necessarily like the most fun thing, but the grind is all I have. And that's what I want to, he's, it, and it's admirable in a way, like he's jumping into the grind. Things aren't as fun as they used to be. He wants to go back to being a kid and just play naturally and athletically. He's very candid about all that. Um, Sometimes just, the game of golf doesn't love you back. It's not pretty. It's hard to watch. And I I think he'll come back. Do you? Um, 
So he did accomplish some history today. The threes? Yeah. I don't know if that's... I'm not positive. I mean, that's like a big, big history thing at Wingfoot is Bobby Jones making five straight threes on the West course. And I so don't, think- I'm not sure if it's ever, I, I asked the historian, has it ever happened since? And he's like, I'm not sure. You think they're going to be pissed because it's speed and just some like ho-hum round that speed doesn't matter. Shoot, shooting three over and making <laughs> five straight threes. So now they can't use that Bobby Jones talking point anymore. I, I don't. I mean, I think it still goes like you know Bobby Jones won in twenty nine, and he made five straight threes, and it was okay. I think it was on the back nine. I mean, okay. Spieth okay. did it on the front nine. Okay. <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, he did. I I mean, I the image that everybody tweeted. And I loved. I thought Kyle Porter's was had the best capture of the of the thing. Yes. You know, Spieth yes. pointing with a driver, talking, and getting driven back to the tee after a lost ball was like it's just like it was just so symbolic of what's happened to him for three years. And and he's been lost in the woods. And the driver obviously has been the one of the big issues. The iron play the inconsistent iron play the other one just generally hitting the golf ball and when you don't you know golf when you're when you've got it and when you're swinging well seems so easy but when you don't have it 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 just feels awful and he you know everybody has been there he talks about how he wanted to hit a draw the whole day and then it's which worked out okay and then as soon as the shots a couple shots he had to hit a fade you know it was toast he was gone um, you know, somebody asked him, like, are you just picking like a tree uh, versus mechanics versus just trying to play the golf course? He goes, I'd love to, but the second I try and just pick a tree and swing at it, the ball goes pretty far offline. There needs to be focus on the mechanics and trying to find the blend and the balance. Um, I'm trying to take the hands out of it, but unfortunately I told myself going around, I would just play draws. And the only shot you have to fade out here is number 18. And I played four fade shots today and I played those holes six over. Uh, he's just in his head. He's, he's like, I played them. He's, I was right. The problem was I didn't stick with that or I'd be at even par or worst case right now. Cause he's, he's blaming trying to hit a fade three or four times more than, than he should have. And, and as for the result of this round There's, and just, you can't hit a draw on some of those holes. So you gotta hit a fade on eight at two, right? Yeah. I mean, t- can you hit a? I mean, you could, the fairway, the functional size of the fairway, if you hit a draw on two becomes like five yards. Yeah, you know, yeah. and like eight, yeah. you just can't. You have to fade the ball. The whole banana's right. Um, I, I, I'll grind it out. I don't sad. ever give up. I have no reason. To, I'll grind it out. I don't ever give up. I have no reason to. I'm here. I feel that even with not having much tee to green, I could somehow stu- still shoot an even or under par round on this course, and that's incredible self belief in the grind. I don't. I. I don't. Is it time? Is it, is it given all of the issues with the golf swing? And this is a, your complete non-expert opinion. Yeah. If you if you were, I don't want to. If if you had a if you had a bum knee, and you went to a doctor and the doctor prescribed some rehab and said, "Oh, it'll get better," and yeah. three years later you're still doing the same rehab and it's not getting better. Do you go get a second opinion? Yeah, I think he's just all yes. 
if for nothing else that he's just twisted himself up in knots right now and it's just time to just clean the slate and figure it out and he's yeah it's just there's a lot that's off is what he said i still (laughs) hold my theory that he what? needs to go to Mammoth Dunes, where the fairways are oh, all yeah. 85 yards wide. Shoot a 63 or something? No, just spend two weeks there. You'll never miss a fairway, uh-huh. and you'll feel great about driving the golf ball. I had to play golf the other day, and uh-huh. I haven't played in a long time, and I had no clue what was going to happen. So I picked the place that I knew in Chicago had the widest fairways. Oh, Okay. Very nice strategy. I like yeah, that. Yeah, and you know, sure enough, I I hit it from the fairway most of the day. You know, fantastic. But like, Spieth just needs to go hit a bunch of fairways. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 not for the right reasons necessarily, but it's fascinating. It's entertaining. It's captivating in a way because he's out there saying it. He's emotive. He's showing us that that he's lost and talking about how he's lost and. The other um, thing, it seems like he just is always supervised. Like, it's always supervised practice. You know, like, there's... And, and I know the team was, like, such a big deal for him. But, like, you know what? You don't have to look at every at the numbers after every shot. Like I know. I know. And it's just, like, we're kind of at the point where seems like there's something more there that, that it's not going to happen in a range session so to speak or, or just hitting balls until dark uh anything else on the day that you all want right to get real off? real quick okay this is way longer than we wanted to do so 25 minutes who who are your pretenders that are under par oh can we do the nolan hanky award sure yes are you gonna win no absolutely not right yeah. Who's the Nolan Hankey guy? Hankey had a share of the lead, so I don't know if we could go that high. He said, you know, he said you would have had a chance to win if everyone else broke their leg at Hazeltine 1991. Um, Co-crack. That does seem like a house of cards, right? Literally all in house of cards, <laughs> Jason Co-crack. Uh, why I why mean, is he gone? He just bombs it? or So this is the thing that kind of bugs me about people complaining about the setup is like, look at the leaderboard. Yeah. It's really freaking good. Not a lot of pretenders. Well, you wouldn't say that about Bell Reeve. You can't use the results to justify the, the uh, course some setup. pretenders at Bell Reeve. <laughs> after, oh, after round Tiger one, Brooks, Woodland. Let me pull. Let me pull no, up no, no. One. We're not. No, we got to end this. We got We're not going into Bell. I think you get into you dicey you territory. Can't pop, you can't pop me. <laughs> I just think you get into dicey. I think you get into dicey territory when you use a winner to either justify the result, justify the course in any way, shape, or form. I, I think like Wingfoot is going to be still one of the very best courses in the all country. Right, all right, if all Joe right. Blow wins this week, all or right. Not. You ready for? You want you want the top ten after eighteen holes. At after Bell eighteen Reeve? holes uh, at Bell Reeve, you want to go down this road? You you sure. got yourself here. Oh bullshit! You want to talk <laughs> about eighteen hole? We're talking about the winner. You were saying right. you were shouting at people Ready saying the Ready Sunday at Bell Reeve doesn't mean the courses. I'm just okay, saying. I'm saying round one. It it quit itself. It's got you got great leaderboard. Okay. Even though it was, it's going to get harder. This yeah. unquestionable. They had easy pins. You, you, 
There aren't that yep. many easy pins at Wingfoot that they could do four days of easy pins. Sure. All right. Gary Woodland, Ricky Fowler, Brandon Stone. Where's he these days? I don't know, but he was really good. Play, then. Playing hickories on the old cars. <laughs> I, I was wondering how long ago before we mentioned the hickories. Okay. Zatch. These are Hall of Famers. Forty-five-year-old Stu Sink, Austin Cook, number one in the world. Stu Sink, get out of here. <laughs> Austin Cook, Jason huh. Day. Okay, that's fine. Brian Gay, PG. <laughs> All right. One by ten Dustin at Heritage. <laughs> Dustin Johnson, Kevin Kisner, Pat Perez, Peters, ironically, Poulter, Rose, Ali Schneider did. It's not even on the PGA Tour anymore. Okay. Guys come and go, you know, but a lot of great talents in there. I mean, I there's know. some good players in there, but they're a lot more like, well, what is Pat Perez hasn't been very relevant at major championships in his career. Brandon Stone. True. Stuart Sink, Stuart Sink hadn't won it since 2009. It was, two, it was nine <laughs> years. Granny won last week and made this. The only reason that has any relevance is because he won last week. You'd be like, oh, Stuart Sink, that's not a good one. All right, let's do a couple really quick lightning round. Make or miss the cut, Sabatini. 14-14, This is a good golf right. course. He hits it straight. He's got a good short game. This is a good golf course for him. Ricky, one under. T14. I so the cut's going to be plus 2, plus plus 4 if you go by you take what the cut would be and you double it. Yeah. So plus yep. 4 would be the cut if you do the the logical math. So mm-hmm. he'd have to shoot 75 in the morning tomorrow. I'm saying he's making the cut. Okay. What about you? Uh I think he might tumble onto the wrong side of the cut line. Not, what not about because I just, Not a good finish for Ricky. Two, two more days of Corona premiere, you know, prom- promos. Not a good finish for Ricky. He he kind of was stumbling coming in. I think Sabo makes it. I think he, what do you have? Seven birdies or something? He had a ton of birdies on the round. Oh, yeah. Uh, t- Machine. He putted great. Tigers, three over, 73, playing late tomorrow. Probably MC. Windy. Yeah. He's T seventy one at the minute. Jordan Spieth also three over, tied with Tiger. T seventy one. MC seventy. Phil, I'm just kidding. What about you on Tiger and and Tiger and Spieth are gonna miss. Uh, DJ three over seventy three. We haven't even talked about him at all. That was really disappointing. That was like really disappointing. Will he make the cut? DJ. Yeah, I think that evens make, out. Right? He makes the cut. Yeah, I think that evens out. Anybody else that just, jumps to mind? We're looking at uh, at at strokes game putting. So so uh, Sabo was third in strokes game putting. Co-crack, co-crack oh, no. gained almost five shots putting oh, God. today. Oh, God. All right. Oh, that I'm so happy with my co-crack call. <laughs> well, he missed the cut. Yes. From the top ten, you're calling it. That's I'm a, I'm a, I'm I'm going all in. <laughs> My time all My in. Time. <laughs> so he's going from T eight to MC. Okay, all right. Somebody's uh, going to get eviscerated. Morikawa, rough day, six over seventy six. I think he's going home. 
So, what do you, do you think either of the AM sticks around, uh, Pac or uh, Thompson? Uh, yeah, sure. I think both. Let's do oh, both. Man. No, no, Thompson. I'll just stick with Thompson, right? Not a lot of, I mean, Summer Hayes is T57, the junior, Ogletree, um, Pac, Thompson, and you are all on the right side, you know, whatever. There's halfway home. So, all right. All right. Good. Yeah. Fantastic day. This was twice as long as we expected, but once we get going, we get going. So, uh, Westy might win this week. You really think so? Don't don't go down this road. Don't do this to yourself again. I mean, at this point, I don't want you to get hurt. I almost want him to just put a 77 on the board. Tomorrow. You know what so was disappointing? Did. People what? weren't talking enough. Of, they were talking too much about the whole ones and not enough about the whole out eagles. <laughs> <laughs> what were our whole out eagles? Oosthuizen? Oosthuizen and the, uh, the, the Apprentice. MLV's... Uh, Oh, Rousseau? Amateur. Yeah. 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 Rousseau. Someone, someone else had a whole out eagle, too. What were the aces? Reed and. Uh... Zalatoris. Zalatoris. But Zalatoris okay. wasn't aiming at the flag. You know, that's an important thing that Scott Fawcett's taught us all. It's no possible way that he was aiming at the flag. So it was actually a shitty shot. <laughs> all right. We're going to wrap it up there. That's a fantastic way to end. We have a bingo board out there. I think, I don't know. We're maybe keeping track of it. Check that out on Instagram and Twitter. It's more fun way to watch. Go buy your coffee. 6.50 a.m. starts. Load up on Bixby coffee, especially with the masters coming. We have more early morning starts. Um, And we will be back Friday night. I want to congratulate Will Zalatoris on two wonderful shots on par threes because he did get fucked over on the other one. That should have gone in. That's true. 13. That's true. He could have had two hole ones. Was he aiming at the flag there? That's the question. (laughs) That is the question. Maybe that was his lesson. He shouldn't have been aiming there because he got screwed over. It's too much heartbreak. All right. We will talk to you guys daily. We'll be back Friday night to talk about who made the cut, who missed the cut, and uh, where Jason Kokrak is in his uh, game of poker. (laughs) 